If I were to ask you today what color your light is, <laughs> I wonder how many of you would say to me, right now my life is a green light. I feel good. I see opportunities in front of me. I am like all systems go. Some of you would, but not, not all of you. I think there's others of you who would say, right now, yellow light. I, I kind of feel like I'm on hold. Uh, there's things that are unclear to me. There's things that are uncertain. Uh, there's relationships I'm just not sure about. There's opportunities. Uh, should I enter them? Should I not enter them? I just, I don't know. Yellow light. And then if we're really honest with one another, there's some of you listening today, you'd say, no, right now I'm, I'm red light. I'm stopped. It could be you're just tired. You're, you're worn out. Uh, you're spent. It could be, no, I, I just feel like I, I can't move forward because I'm that unsure. Uh, some of you would be would be red lights. Today we're going to talk about lights. I'm kind of excited about this topic because I think it's very real to every one of us. Uh, we're not just going to talk about the metaphor of lights. I want to get underneath that and just recognize that that God is always at work in our life. Sometimes closing doors, sometimes opening them, sometimes just saying stop, wait upon me. That's just a reality for all of us. I, I want to do a good job as we look at Daniel chapter 3 today. I'm just going to ask you to pray with me. Lord, would you give us some insights today? Would you give us some direction today as we look at this scripture and what it means to pay attention to our lights? I want you to know that what got me thinking about lights uh, is actually a book I read this summer. I know a lot of you are like me. Every summer, I love to just set aside a good number of books, biographies, autobiographies, histories. I love to explore current cultural um, issues. And, and I was kind of surprised this summer that one of the best books that I read was a book written by an actor named Matthew McConaughey. I didn't know what to expect. This is his autobiography. I thought, well, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I was surprised. This this book was really good. I didn't know his background. Uh, Matthew McConaughey grew up in a tough family. He really did. Um, his dad was an alcoholic. He was abusive. In fact, he, he both divorced and remarried Matthew's uh, mother three different times. And the household was, was kind of a dysfunctional train wreck. And, and I think Matthew discovered that pretty early on in life. He says he got to a point in his uh, teen years where he just looked at what was going on and said, I, I don't want this for my family. When, I, when I'm there, I want to be different. And he said he began to pay attention to where doors were being opened in his life. Um, sometimes that was in athletics. Sometimes that was in writing. Sometimes it was in amateur acting. Where are doors closed in my life? What, are, what am I not good at? What, what am I being shown? Look, this is just don't head down this road. And so what he came up with was an, an observation or a distinction that I personally have found really helpful. Uh, green light, yellow light, red light. Uh, Matthew observes that we live in a culture that loves green lights. We're very go-oriented. Uh, whether it's our careers, you know, pursue this, or uh, even our, our hobbies and recreations. We, we want to go, like, show me something fun. I want to just 
jump into this thing and hammer the accelerator down. I'm going to go full speed, just G-O, green lights, go. But what about red lights? What about yellow lights? And I, here's the helpful distinction. McConaughey says, when you really look at it, we tend to think of yellow lights, red lights as bad, but are they? And sometimes the most helpful periods of our life are, are yellow light periods where we have to just stop, where we have to just yield. And, and it's during yellow light time that we discover things about ourselves or we discover things about timing. Like, I, I want to pursue this, but is the timing right? Uh, or, hey, I really, I, th I thought I should be in this relationship, but really should I? Is it as healthy as I thought it would? This opportunity looked really great on paper, but is it honestly where I need to be? Yellow light time can be helpful. What about red light time? Stop. You know, again, red light time, we tend to think of as bad. But is it? Sometimes it's during red light time that we're being repaired, that we're healing, uh, that we're getting prepared to, to move forward again. And I, I love this quote. I'm just going to read it to you from the book because I think it captures what McConaughey is trying to say about lights. He's, he says, just quote, the problems that we face today eventually turn into blessings in the rearview mirror of life. In time, yesterday's red lights lead to green lights. All destruction eventually leads to construction. All death eventually leads to birth. All pain eventually leads to pleasure. In this life, what goes down will come up. I really like those words, and I, I tend to think that we're seeing a little bit of this happen uh, in our scripture today. We're in Daniel chapter 3. If you've been following God's size living, we're taking these scenes from Daniel and really just trying to apply them to our lives. So I want to remember where we are. We're going to do this very simply. One, two, three, one. Remember that where we are in our, our scripture today, um, we're, we're kind of turning the focus away from Daniel and we're putting the spotlight on uh, his three Judean companions who, when Daniel was brought into Babylon, at the time Jerusalem fell to King Nebuchadnezzar, these three were brought with him. Hananiah, Azariah, Mishael, we better know them as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh, this is where our focus is going to be today. Remember what's happened is they have defied the king. They've defied an order given by King Nebuchadnezzar. Remember, the kings built this gigantic statue. He's brought people in, I mean, global leaders all over. And he's ordered not only his own people, but these global leaders, you will bow down and you will worship the statue and you will recognize me as being placed upon this throne by the gods of Babylon. And these three Judeans look Nebuchadnezzar in the eye and say, we will not, we will not bow down to you. They were, as we talked about last week, what I call even if people. Even if you kill us, even if you take our lives, we're not bowing down because you know what? We trust our God. And even if he brings us home to heaven, we trust that our God will secure our eternity. We will not bow down. Now, number two, remember, this does not make Nebuchadnezzar a happy person. In fact, he's enraged. That's the term that our scripture uses. And it shows up where in the story? It shows up in the furnace. Remember, 
that, that Nebuchadnezzar has said, anyone who defies me will be burned up in this furnace. This furnace, historically, we know it was what? It was a, a melting furnace, a, a smelting furnace. It was, it was used to actually melt metal. You can imagine how hot a furnace has to be to melt metal. Well, he's given the command, heat this furnace up seven times hotter than when we heat it to, to melt metal. And, and they have. Now, there's, there's something going on that a lot of people miss. I don't want you to miss in this. There's something symbolic going on here. No, no doubt that the furnace is seven times hotter, but remember the number seven symbolically in the Bible always points us to Jesus Christ. Subtly, the author is saying, here's what's going on. These guys are being hauled to the furnace, but guess who's present? Jesus. And when Jesus is present, lights can change red lights. These guys are at a red light. Red is dead. You people are going to go into this furnace. You're going to be burned up in front of the world. Everybody will see what happens to anyone who defies the king. They're at a red light. Guess what? Bing. The red light is getting ready to turn yellow. This is the, the third thing I want you to see about this scripture. And this is fascinating to me. That while they are being hauled into this furnace, while, while they're being hauled into it, the heat from the furnace is so intense. We're told that the soldiers that are carrying them into the furnace are literally burned to death themselves. They're dead. And guess what? All of a sudden, the light changes. I, I want you to imagine this moment. The, these three men are standing there. The people who had them by the arms are now dead. And they have a choice to make. They can say, look, uh, we can, let's run for it. I mean, these guys are dead. Nobody's coming after us because this furnace will burn them up. Let's run. Let's take matters into our own hands and let, let's make something happen. In other words, I think we're tempted sometimes to come out of, of yellow lights too quickly to, to take matters into our own hands. I'll jam the accelerator pedal down. I'll make my own way forward. But they don't do it. And what I love about this scripture is the action that these three men take. I'm just reading uh, right out of the scripture itself. This is, again, Daniel chapter 3, beginning of verse 22. It says, because the king's order was urgent and the furnace overheated, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men fell bound into the fiery furnace. You know what they said? This is not green light time. This is yellow light time. They actually placed themselves into the furnace. They fell into it and said, God, we don't know what you're doing, but, but we know you're present. And we're going to put ourselves into your hands and we're going to wait. We're just going to wait and see what you have in store for us because it's clear that Everything is not as meets the eye. Now, for me, this story raises up some questions that I want to set in front of you today. And I, I hope you'll take these questions into, the, into your week and really think about them. Uh, they're simple questions, but I, I think they penetrate. They really penetrate. They, they have penetrated me. They make me really stop and say, okay, God, what are you doing in my life? Because I, I believe God's a green light, yellow light, red light God. He gives us indicators as to where we ought to, to go. 
And so my first question to you is, what, what are those significant green lights that God is placing into your life right now? I have no doubt that God gives us green lights every day. Every week, he gives us green lights. It happened to me this morning. I, did I know when I woke up this morning that I get a phone call? Hey, you need to be at the hospital. This guy just collapsed. He's, he's got congestive heart failure. You need to get there, and you, you need to pray over him. I did not know that. I didn't know it. God said, Luke, green light, go. We're going to the hospital. Uh, that happens all the time to, to all of us. We don't know any given day what those green lights might look like. A person who needs just a word of encouragement, a person who needs you to, to stop and listen to them, a person who needs a little bit of hope, green lights for you, opportunities. But there's also significant ones where God really changes us. And I'm, I'm asking you that question today. What, what are the significant green lights in your life right now? Um, where, where is God moving you? The second question we're going to ask is, where's God saying yield? Yield to my will. Stop trying to push forward. Stop and really listen. I think God stops us, puts yellow lights in our lives for a reason, sometimes to protect us, uh, some, sometimes to, to really stop us from bringing pain to other people, uh, sometimes to redirect us. He's saying, no, I've got a whole different direction I'm going to take you. Pay attention to yellow lights. Where are those in your life? And then lastly, uh, where's God just saying to you right now, stop, just stop, put it down, stop. Uh, is it in a relationship? I mean, I'm going to just be honest. I think for some people it is. Put this thing down. It's not good for you. It's not helpful to you. Put it down. Sometimes it's an opportunity that we've, we've convinced ourselves, man, this is exactly what I'm supposed to do. And we get into it and it's not good for us. And God said, stop, put, put it down. This is not the road I want you to be on. Where, where are those red lights for you right now in your life? I don't know how you're going to answer that, but I, I do believe this, that uh, if we come before God and we just pray, Lord, would you show me? Let me listen to you. God will tell you when to go. Hit the accelerator. He'll tell you when to just stop and wait. And he'll tell you when to hit the brakes and come to a complete stop. Well, that's it for today. We're going to pick up next week. We're going to actually get into the furnace. We're going to meet what I call one of the most mysterious characters in all of the Bible and raise some questions around what that text has uh, to say to us today. Until then, I, I'm going to ask if this is helpful to you, would you pass this on to just one one other person? Just say, hey, would you would you join me? We're going to listen to this podcast and just share it with another person. And then I'm going to be praying for you. I, I know that it's not always easy to discern where God is, is taking you. And I'm just saying, dear Lord, today, whoever's listening to this, would you give us discernment? Is it red? Is it yellow? Is it green? I'm praying that. And I'm going to ask as we close that you would pray for me. It's a tough week ahead, but I believe that God is in it all the way. Until next time, God be with you. 